3. Amen. Beginning in verse number 9. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse number 9. I'm going to read my text, and then I'm going to kind of step back for a minute, and then get to where I'm going. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, verse uh, number 9 to 11 says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. This is God speaking to Moses. Verse 10 says, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee, he says, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, verse number 11 says, this is Moses' response. And Moses said to God, Who am I? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Moses asked the question, Who am I? Amen. I titled this message this morning, Who am I? Amen. If you lay your Bibles down, let's pray and ask God to have his way this morning. Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, have your way in this word today. God, let our hearts be prepared, Lord. God, the, the, the seed is the word of God, and I pray that that seed would be cast upon good ground today. God, let us receive it, God. Let it not go to the wayside or to the thorny ground, Lord, but I pray, God, let it go into the good soil today. God, let the devil not scoop it up, Lord, and the cares of the world just uh, burn it up and choke it out. But, God, I pray let it take root in our hearts. God, you speak to us today. Speak to me, Lord. Use me, God, as a vessel today in the name of Jesus. I love you, Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen, this is Sunday morning. I'm not typically up here. Um, I'm typically downstairs with the little, uh, the younger kids anyway. And so um, this is a little different. I, I know a lot of times changes like this kind of throw everybody. Uh, but this morning, um, amen, just, uh, it is different. It's different being upstairs. Um, I'm used to coming in my... Uh, bright orange shirts or whatever it is and, and, and amen and, and trying to get kids to quit climbing on top of the water fountain and, and kicking each other and stuff so hopefully none of that's going on this morning amen amen Moses asks who am I who am I amen but as I got ready this morning and, and, and God began as I began to pray again up very, very early this morning just asking God to, to do a work in this service because I understand how important it is when, when uh, search, uh, services as this, where uh, maybe pastors out of town or, or situations where uh, you've come through revival, and, and there's a tendency, amen, there's a tendency, amen, to put on the cruise or the coast. I understand that. And uh, I just begin to pray, God, I don't, want, I don't want to do that in my life. I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to charge myself. Somehow, let me uh, encourage myself and Lord, whatever I've got to do, Lord. I, I want to I make sure that, that we're, all, we're running on all pistons here and that we're just raring and God's able to do something, amen, that he doesn't have to, you know, as, a, as the old, uh, as a truck, I, you know, I used to, uh, when I worked, was in the military, we had these old diesel trucks and man, if you know anything about it, it's tough to get them started when it's cold outside. 
It'd be tough to get us any, anything started outside when it's real cold out. Amen. And so he, uh, as the devil's trying to cool down this revival, it, it, but you know what? If you keep that thing running, that's one thing that we learn is, you know what? If you go take breaks, just keep the thing running so you don't have a chance to cool down. So this morning, amen, I began to pray, God, I want to keep this thing running. Amen. We got to keep it moving. We got to keep the keep this thing firing. Amen. So that we can. Amen. When we, whenever the devil starts trying to come and say, Hey, you know what? We're just we're going. We're rolling on over. We're not. We're not stopping. We we don't have nothing going to slow us down. Amen. And so God help me today to keep. Amen. Everything rolling, moving down the road. Amen. In my life, let my prayer life keep going. I don't want to stop. Amen. Because Amen. Somebody is a, a man of God. Is not in the pulpit telling me, Hey, get up and pray. Hallelujah. I just want to keep my own uh, engine going this morning. Amen. Maybe kind of a simple thought today. Amen. But as I began to pray this message, amen, the thought came to my mind. Uh, uh, something that Brother Herring mentioned uh, just a few weeks ago, and it, and it just, I couldn't get away from it. And, uh, and I began, it just began to trouble me. And, I, and, and so I just wanted to throw this out there this morning. Amen. Because I think it's an important part. Amen, of where we're going and what we're doing. And it's not my whole message, but just bear with me for a moment. Amen. Uh, uh, in 2 Kings uh, chapter 5, verse 1, uh, the, we read about Naaman, the leper, the king. Amen. He goes unto the prophet Elisha. Amen. You remember the story? And, and prophet Elisha tells him to go dip, right? And verse 1 of chapter, 2 Kings chapter 5 says, Now Naaman... Captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance into Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. It had a problem. He was a leper. Amen. He was a leper. He was a mighty man. as a great man. Amen. He was a, he was a man of, uh, of honor. Amen. Uh, but you know what? He was a leper. And in the Old Testament, the leprosy and, and a leper was, it was a type represented sin. If you had leprosy, it represented what we would, we would look at and go, you know what, the lepers represented sin in the Old Testament. Today, when you have sin, spiritually, you're a spiritual leper. Does that make sense? Amen. I think most of us understand that. Just wanted to make sure. Amen. This morning. So he was a leper. He was good in all of his ways. He was, a, he was honorable. He did the right things, except he had sin, if you will, in his life. 2 Kings chapter 5, if you skip down to verse 8. The 14 says, And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king. Because Elisha heard, you know what? King Naaman is in trouble. And so as the man of God does, he goes and says, Hey, I want you to know I can help. There's a God that can help. Amen. And so the pastor, if you will, the man of God comes and says, Hey, Go unto to Naaman. He heard that he was, he was uh, troubled. And so he sent to the king in verse 8 saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha, verse number 10, and Elisha, and Elisha put that up there, Joshua. I didn't know if I gave it. 2 Kings chapter 5. Verse 10. This is how much Elisha cared. This is what Elisha did. The man of God. This is what the man of God did. He, he, heard, he heard that Naaman was sick. And he heard that he had leprosy. And, and Naaman came. And so Elisha, he sent a messenger 
unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee. Thou shalt be clean. He sent a messenger, a man, a message that was going to set him free of his leprosy. A message, amen, that was going to cleanse him from leprosy. He was, he was distraught. Naaman was rent, had rent his clothes and he was a man. He had no other problems. He had leprosy. The only, it was going to kill and destroy his life. And the only way that uh, Elisha knew that he was going to be clean is for him to dip in the river. But he sent a messenger. Hallelujah. He sent a messenger unto the king, amen, to send the message. Hallelujah. And verse 11, if go to verse 11, but here's the problem that Naaman had. He was wroth at the messenger. Not at the message. we get to that in just a minute. But he was wroth at the fact that, hey, you sent me a messenger. You're not even good enough to come out unto me. Amen. And so as God began, I began to pray about this this morning. Amen. This message that I, as God, as I began to preach, I, I want us to understand that how many times, God said, how many times have I sent the answer of cleansing and renewing and hope and revival? But there was some wrath because it was through a messenger. And I stand here this morning, I'm telling you, I, I fought this, I fought this because I understand I'm a messenger. I'm a messenger this morning. Hallelujah. I am a messenger. Amen. But the king was wroth. Hallelujah. He was mad. Amen. But he, and, and he began to walk away. He went away and he said, you know what? I thought, this is what I thought should happen. This is what I thought should happen. You know what? Pastor, you should have been the one. If pastor, you would have said to me thus and such, I'd have believed you. I'm telling you, Pat, God, God spoke to me this morning as clear as I could get. And, and I said, Lord, I don't know. I'm the messenger, Lord. I can't. This, is, this, is, this, this isn't my message. And he said, speak it this morning. I'm telling you, God wants to do great things in your life. But a lot of times, many times, it's already been spoken. But it's come through a messenger. Not just an evangelist, but it's come through Brother Jared. And it's come through Brother Brandon. And it's come through myself. And it's not about me. It's not about, that messenger just was doing what he was told. Amen. But the king was wroth. And he would have walked away without his cleansing, without the promise that God had given him. If he would have allowed, amen, that messenger, the, 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 the attitude of, you know what? I thought it should have been done a different way. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. Moses Hallelujah, as, it, as the children of Israel went into the desert place, amen, and there were, uh, his father-in-law come and said, hey, you're here all day long. You got to find something. They come and sit in line. They come to you, they're standing in line, and you do nothing but just all day long and dealing with issues and problems and concerns. I'm talking about revival. God wants us to have revival. If you want to have revival of souls, what's going to do? It's going to begin to limit some the one-on-one -on -one personal time you get with the pastor. Hallelujah. Because God, I believe, sets a precedent. Amen. He said, he, his father-in-law told Moses and said, hey, you're going to have to get some help here. So when they've got some issues and concerns, you've got to pick out some men that you trust, that you can put your trust in, and you can anoint. That's going to think like you and act like you and be like you. And God's going to use them. And so when there's issues and they can come to them because your time is waiting tables and just consumed. So that's what Moses did. 
Hallelujah. Again, I apologize that I'm... I don't apologize. I, I pastor's here. He'd probably scold me for saying that. But I'm telling you this morning, if we're going to have revival... If we're going to have revival, I'm telling you, you've already gotten your answer, but you've let it go past you. You've let it go by because of the messenger, because you were wroth at the messenger, because you didn't like the messenger. It wasn't so much the message as it was the messenger. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord told me there'd be resistance this morning, and I just pray today. I, I want God to move in our hearts. I want the revival to come. I want the word to get into my heart today. We have preachers that we love so much. And that whatever they say, we'll do it. But there's other preachers we'll cut down, destroy, and throw, cast into the fire because we don't like them. I'm telling you, this is from God today. I'm telling you, I want revival. I'm telling you, I want the only way we're going to get it. Who knows what that messenger is going to bring to you today? Amen. Under the authority of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It may come and say, hey, if you want to be clean, this is what you got to do. But you're wroth because it's not the way you want to receive it. Oh, Jesus. He said, I thought. He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place. He thought I was, I was expecting him to come out and lay his hands on me. But some messenger came and said, hey, you need to get your life together. You need to repent over this. That's what dipping was all about. Typing of the baptism. You need to get over it. Ah. Roth wasn't just he was a little upset. Roth was he's angry. Angry enough, I'm going to bite. I'm going to gnash with my teeth because I'm angry. He was wroth. Hallelujah. God's speaking to somebody today. He wants to give you an answer. Amen. He wants to give you an answer. I believe God, amen, allowed Elisha to do that, not because he, it had to come through a, 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 a through some help or through some messenger, but God was saying, hey, how much do you respect my word? How much do you respect my prophet? My prophet sent that messenger. My prophet has, uh, has confidence in that messenger. Hallelujah. Brother Brandon, I, I feel so far out of my league right now. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. God put this in Elisha's heart to test Naaman. You want to be clean or do you want to be right? Do you want to be cleansed of your sin? Do you want to be cleansed? Do you want to be helped? I'm going to send a messenger. I've sent the messenger. But you're wroth at him. Oh, God, help us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he says, Aren't, are not Abana and, uh, and Farpar, the, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Because he didn't want to go dipping in the Jordan, the nasty old Jordan. So he turned. Verse 12. Verse 12. See, so turn away in a rage. I want you to get in your mind what's going on here. He didn't just, we hear the story. Imagine a rage. Imagine of someone in a rage, in a fit. He walked away so mad at that messenger. The messenger was just being obedient to the prophet. I'm telling you this morning, if you're going to get an answer from God, if you're going to let God speak to you, it better not determine, be determined by the messenger 
Oh, glory to God. Amen. I was talking to Brother Owens one time, Jimmy Owens, and he told me, he said, you know what? So I used to have this preachers I would talk. He said, you know, I'd like them or I didn't like them. He said, and God smote his heart one day and said, you know what? That word's for you, and you're not getting it because you don't like him. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to doom and gloom. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I want to have revival. But if we're going to have revival, there's some things that God's got to, there's some messages that God's got to get across to the church. There's some messages he's got to get across to me. He's got to get across to you. I got to be willing to listen to what Brother Brandon says and take it as the word of God. I got to be willing to let God speak to my heart, no matter who it is, because it's the word of God. Hallelujah. God wants to clean you. God wants to help you. Amen. Through your rage, through your anger, and through your hate, if you'll let him. Hallelujah. He's using a messenger this morning. And I'm sorry if you don't like him. But I'm telling you, God wants to help you. Oh, Jesus. But his servants, verse 13. But his servants, Naaman's servants, came near and spake unto him and said, My father... If the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. I can imagine in his mind, he began to think, you know, you're right. It's more important to be clean. It's more important to get rid of this leprosy. It's more important that I don't have this disease anymore what's the worst that could happen I could come up dirty still with leprosy yeah or I can refuse the message because of the messenger and guarantee my death of destiny verse 14 he went down and he dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. So this morning, I guess I'm preaching to me. Who am I? This morning. Well, here's who I am and I'm coming to grips with this morning. As I'm the one that God came to this morning. Pastor's listening online. He doesn't like this. I guarantee you I'll be the first one to hear about it. I'm submitted to my man of God no matter who he says to listen to to do I'm telling you this morning uh, this isn't a this isn't a message of uh, this is a message we've got to grow we've got to become the only way we'll see souls the only way we're going to get cleansed of our own sins the only way he was a king he was honorable he was in power and authority but he was a leper he was a leper hallelujah so I read in, in Exodus where Moses, he says, who am I, Lord? Who am I? Who am I? Amen. Amen. And so this is where I began this morning, where I felt I was going to begin this morning until the Lord got a hold of me. Amen. Who am I was the question that was asked. Amen. It's a question. It's an attitude we've all got to answer. It's an, oh, we've got to allow God to answer that question. Amen. Who am I? Who am I? Amen. God was calling Moses to one of the greatest purposes in the history of the world. 
Amen. Setting the, setting the children of Israel free. Amen. Uh, from Egypt. Amen. 400 years of bondage. Amen. But God came to Moses. Hallelujah. It's one of the greatest miracles. One of the greatest stories that have ever been told. Amen. Uh, but you know what? Uh, his reaction was, God, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who you're talking to? I think you got the wrong person. You want somebody to do a work for God? You've come to the wrong man. Uh, God, I don't think, maybe you should have went down the road to somebody else. Amen. Moses began to make the excuse. I've messed up, he said. I, I, you can't use me. My life's in. I, you know what? I'm running for my life. Who am I, God? Who am I? Amen. You say you're going to use me. But, but I'm telling you, I, you got the wrong guy. Hallelujah. God's wanting to use somebody today. God's calling you, has been calling you. Amen. But you look at your life and say, who do I? I am nobody. I'm nothing. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I'm messed up in my life. But God's saying, I'm calling you to a higher purpose. I'm calling you. Yes. Amen. God's pointing his finger at you this morning and saying, yes, I am talking to you. Hallelujah. We're going to have revival whenever we awaken up and realize it's not about me. It's about God. It's not about my life. It's about what God wants to do with my life. It's not about my past. It's what God wants to do with my future. If you and I would wake up and say, I'm not perfect. I, don't, I make mistakes. I mess up, but God wants to use me. I'm going to let him make me his mouthpiece. We'll have revival. Amen. Some of you don't even believe it this morning. I'm telling you, God, right now this morning, amen, is wanting you on his side to do a work for him hallelujah Moses was on the backside of a desert amen he's feeling sorry for himself reminded of his life's failures the mess ups hallelujah he was at his worst lowest point at his lowest point amen where Moses he was running he was running from those who wanted to kill him he had murdered an Egyptian he had murdered an Egyptian he was a murderer. He was a traitor to his people there. Hallelujah. He was running for his life. He was running from his past. Amen. And he, God found him on the backside of his life. How many Moses do I have? Do we have here this morning? How many of this morning are sitting there going, hey, that's me. I'm on the backside of my life. I'm in the worst shape I've ever been in in my life. I'm running from my past. I'm running from my failures. I'm running from everything that's been trying to chase me because of all the things I've done before and all the mess ups. Amen. Young people, amen. I love Brother Herring's amen message, his testimony. I love it. Thank God for it. But don't you for one second think he's got a better testimony than you and I or anyone else in this sanctuary. I thank God for it, but I'm telling you what. I was raised in church. I know what it's like to grow up to be 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Never really have a relationship with God. Never really have a relationship with God. Walk away from God. Walk away from everything I ever had. Amen. I took it for granted. Amen. But one day I found myself on the backside of a desert and God said hey are you ready now are you ready to, to live for me and give your heart to me are you tired of playing games and I said God here I am he filled me with the Holy Ghost and began working on me 
I'm one of the most imperfect people in this world today. I'm, I'm so far, if you would cookie cut and say this is what God can use, I'm so far away from what that is. God, help me today. God, help me today. Oh, Jesus, help us today. Amen. God's saying, hey, Moses, hey, young person, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, I want to use you. You're going to set free my people. Oh, but I, I, I can't. It's not about you. God's heard the cries of your family. God's heard the cry of your people, his people. And he said the only way it's going to happen is if you'll get off of it and realize it's not a matter of whether you're perfect or not. It's a matter that you're willing to let me use you or not. Hallelujah. Come on, Moses. Come on. I'm trying to encourage somebody today. I'm trying to encourage Amen. Through this feeble effort this morning. Amen. Revival is coming. Amen. If we understand when we go into the grocery store, we go into family reunion, or we go into wherever it is that, you know, I'm on the backside. I, I, my life's in shambles. And you know what? Step out and understand that God's going to give you the strength. God wants to use you in that moment, in that circumstance. Amen. God wants to add to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. If it's only going to happen. If he was going to set his people free of 400 years through a man, hallelujah, he's not changing his plan for your family. He's not changing his plan for your, your, your co-workers, for my co-workers. God, help me, amen, amen, to step out and say, God, use me, use me, Lord, for what you want to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, God had been working in Moses' life long before he met Moses on the back side of that desert. Amen? Amen. Because, you know, in Exodus 1, chapter 22, or chapter 1, verse 22 says, Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Before that, he charged the Hebrew uh, midwives, whenever you have a son, kill it. They said, uh, Hebrew, why, uh, hmm. these are God's children. I haven't touched them. Oh, if we'd have the attitude, if we'd have that attitude, as a child of God, I'm not touching them. I'm not going to kill them. I'm not going to touch them. Oh, Lord, help us today. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to help save them. I'm going to help pull them and keep them. The world's trying to kill them. The devil's trying to kill them. Amen. But too many are being killed from within. Too many, amen, children of God are being killed from within. Amen. Just as they're born. Just as they're birthed. Amen. Amen. All we, there's some, we just can't wait to just consume them. Amen. If we could get the attitude that says everything, no matter what it takes, no matter what the world says, no matter what the enemy says, I'm going to do everything I can to keep them alive. I'm going to do everything I can to defend them. I'm going to defend them from this one. I'm gonna do, I don't care who you are. Stop talking about them that way. I don't care what's... Stop doing that because every time you say mean, ugly, hateful stuff. What did Jesus say? You kill them. Hallelujah. So, that wasn't working. They just kept multiplying. What, revival? Stop killing each other. Do we want a revival? What happened here? They multiplied. When the Hebrews said, you know what? I refuse to kill my own. They began to multiply greater and grew stronger and stronger to the point where Pharaoh said, we got to do something. we got to start throwing them in the river. we got to do something because they're multiplying too fast. 
Talk about revival. Talk about revival. Start loving each other. Start keeping each other alive. Start lifting each other up. I'm telling you, you want revival. We pray about revival. We, we seek out for revival. God's going to send revival. Hallelujah. There's one way we're going to do it is we got to stop killing one another. And we got to start lifting each other up. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I'm telling you this morning. Amen. Don't be wroth with the messenger. I'm telling you, God's trying to give us revival. God's trying to send revival to the church and new life. If we lift each other up, if we protect one another, we keep one another alive. We're going to multiply. We're going to grow. We're going to get stronger. We're going to get stronger. The devil's going to have to go other directions. Go, well, now they can't kill him. They're not killing one another anymore. Well, I got to do something. He's going to throw his hands up and go, I don't know what else to do. Amen. And in the midst of that, God's going to raise up. Amen. A revival to set the church free. Amen. From bondage. Amen. From the years of, I wish we could have revival. Out of the midst of that, God's going to raise up, hopefully, somebody out of the midst of this church of Moses that says, I'm not perfect, but God use me. Somebody help keep me alive. Alive. Somebody kept me alive long enough to do a work for God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many, many Hebrew boys had been murdered as a result of what the Pharaoh or the king of Egypt had said. Amen. But God had called and picked him out. Moses. It wasn't about Moses. It wasn't about Moses. God called and says, I've got a purpose for you. Amen. Why are you here this morning? Is it because you're extra special? No, but God has something extra special for you. Let that sink in for just a minute. Of all the Hebrews that were dying, babies that were dying, amen, God found a way to save one little boy named Moses was raised to do a work for God. Hallelujah. This morning you may think, oh, I'm just thankful I'm saved. You weren't saved just to be saved. We were all saved, amen, to set captives free. Hallelujah. John 15 and 16, amen, speaking of Jesus, says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Amen. God's called you today. God's calling us today, amen, to do something for him. Not because of who am I, who am I making it. No, no, no. Don't worry about who you are. Don't worry about any of that. God has chosen you this morning. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation. Amen. We are chosen of God. Amen. Hey, to, to have revival. We're chosen of God to set captives free. We're chosen of God. Amen. To do a mighty work for him. Amen. Not to sit on the backside of a desert. Amen. And tend some sheep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we just aren't good enough to, and we are wallowing in our self-pity. Amen. I'm telling you today, God is reaching for somebody. Amen. Somebody needs to get it in their heart. To, amen. Quit running from the altar calls. Quit running from what God's every, every altar call that has been called to conviction. You're running from it. You're running from what God's trying to do in your life. You're running from God. You're running from the burning bush of God saying, hey, I'm down here. This is where you need to meet me. Amen. In the Bible, Moses had to turn aside and go to where the burning bush was. Amen. It was at that point God spoke through the burning bushes and now take off your shoes you're on holy ground amen but he had to turn aside he had to step out of where he was and come just that extra little bit coming to church isn't just good enough amen but you got to find an altar you got to turn aside and get away from yourself and get close enough to the fire amen to let it consume you right. hallelujah it's at the altar amen where God can change you and make you something different it's at that fire, amen, it's at that altar, it's at that burning bush where God said, tell them that I am, that I am sent you. Yes. 
It's at that place where Moses said, well, who do I, he started, who do I tell sent me? Just tell them everything that they need is in this church. If they're going through marital problems, right here is where they need to find it. If they're, if they're addicted to drugs, they can get deliverance right here. Just tell them that everything you need is in the house of God. It's with God himself. That's all you got to tell people. I don't understand it all. I don't, understand, I don't know what you're going through, ma'am. I don't know what you're going through, sir. But I am that I am. We'll meet you at an altar. And he'll help you. And he'll take care of you. And he'll get you through your problem. Come on, Moses. Come on, child of God. You can tell somebody that. Surely we can tell somebody, hey, just come on down to the church. I, I, you know what? I don't know what you're going through. I'm not going through it, but God does understand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we don't come down. It's not just because of fear. It's because I'm not sure if we're really done with the lifestyle we've been living because it's a commitment it's a commitment changing giving your heart to God amen we want the blessings of God but we don't want to change our attitudes we don't want to change our personality we don't want to change amen we love the parties we love the things we don't want to we're not willing to change hallelujah because you know what Moses had to make some big changes when he stepped out. Moses had to take some, he had to leave them sheep that he was tending. He had to walk, he was comfortable in the desert. He was fine, he, was, he knew his way around. But the next thing God was asking him to do was, you're going for the Pharaoh. Hold on. Hold up. I don't know about that. See, I got like things I, you know, I enjoy this. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not really into going talking in front of people. God, you know this. Remember, I get all choked up and I have issues talking. But God called Moses way back before he was born. God had his hand upon Moses a long time before you walked at the back door to this church. Amen. You're here because God sees a little bit of Moses in your heart. He looks at you and sees, you know what? There's a Moses sitting right there. There's a Moses sitting right there. Oh, I'm on the, you don't understand, Brother Merriman. I'm just a, I'm a nobody. I'm a loser. Perfect. It's exactly where God can talk to you. It's exactly where God can find you. Hallelujah. God always has a way to get it. Amen. You feel like, hey, I, I just can't break free from this sin. I can't break free from these addictions. I can't break free. Amen. If you look at the children of Israel as God was bringing them out. Amen. The plagues. It was God could have just brought them out in one fell swoop. One plague could have wiped them out and set them free. Amen. But there's a time, amen, when God says, hang on. I want to show you my glory. Hang on. I want you to see. God called them the wonders in Egypt. Amen. But it wasn't the wonders to the Egyptians. Amen. It was the wonders to the children of Israel because it was, the, it was those plagues. It was those wonders that set them free. One thing after another. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing after another. God made way. Exodus 4, verse 22 to 23 says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. He said, You go tell Pharaoh that Israel belongs to me. This morning, God's looking at you, talking to you. God's telling you, You belong to him. You tell your problem and you tell your addictions and you tell uh, the sins in your life. You tell those around you, I don't belong to this world. I belong to God. Hallelujah. You're chosen of God. Verse 23, And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, 
Behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Hallelujah. This morning, Jesus has come to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to use somebody. He wants to use all of us. We're all here. Amen. If you go out today and win a new convert and they get established and they get the Holy Ghost and they, they start doing the right things and living for God. Amen. God's called them to be a Moses and, and to go back out and say, hey, you need to go back out into those you know. You need to go back out into the world. He's calling them just like he's calling you and I today. Amen. There's some things that's got to happen. Amen. To really see the fullness of revival. Amen. To really see, amen, things spring up to a point where we've got to begin, amen, uh, uh, building a new building, amen, we can preach and we can talk and we can everything, but there's some things that's got to happen, hallelujah, amen, how many millions of people did Moses set free, one man, one man led millions of people from bondage some faith had to die along the way but he led these people to a place where they all went in and promised God had a plan it was all about God it was not about Moses it wasn't about because even Moses tripped up and messed up along the way and he smote the rock twice he, he is not the perfect there's not one perfect person in the sanctuary. Amen. I'm not perfect. I'm not near perfect. Lord Jesus, I'm not perfect. There's a message today. Moses, you need to get out of where you're at. You need to come down to the altar. You need to repent. You need to pray through. You need to get the Holy Ghost. Because i got a plan for you. It's not about you. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm not, I messed up last night. I messed up. It's not about your past. It's about what God wants to take you in your future. It's about what God wants to do with you. If you could just see the devil, oh, man, the devil wants to remind you of your past. He is the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says. And if he can keep you dwelling on your past, there's millions of souls are going to be lost. I'm telling you, in this metropolitan area, because who am I? Who am I? I? Who am I? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand today. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Musicians, go ahead and come. I'm about to close. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 21 says, The Spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus, was kind of making his debut here. And he comes into the, the temple and he opens up the scroll and opens up the Old Testament prophet Isaiah and he begins to read Luke 4 verse 18 says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives this morning trying to preach deliverance to somebody somebody that needs the Holy Ghost for the first time maybe at the same time there's some that have been in Egypt for quite a while sitting on the pews but not really there's some things down, down inside that you know what they've really had me bound I've got some, some issues with my, my, 
in my life that's really had me bound. I've been in church. I've been. I've been. I'm called a child of God. I'm. I'm an Israelite by, by blood. But you're in bondage this morning. Amen. You're in bondage this morning. You're bound. You're bound. some things that you want to be free from oh hallelujah for the Holy Ghost this morning there's some things you know of in your own spirit things that spring up old feelings things you felt like maybe were under the blood Slop the top of that old bitterness tree off. Maybe there's still a root down there. Jesus came to preach deliverance to the captives. Verse 19 says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And as he closed the book, he gave it again to the minister and sat down in the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now let me make a, a note, and I'm, I'm wrapping this up. The significance of Jesus standing here. Jesus was at home church. Jesus was in Jerusalem. <laughs> Jesus was standing amongst aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, neighbors, friends. This is where they said, Isn't that Joseph's little boy? What is he thinking he's doing? Who is he? Who does he think he is? Who's he, who is he to say this is the scriptures fulfilled that he's the one? Who's he to say he's can say that message has been fulfilled now? And you know, we read in the Bible at home, church. Jesus said, prophets without honor. He healed a few people. I don't think they ever saw the revival that Jesus wanted to see in Jerusalem. I don't think, I don't think they ever saw the revival that he was hoping for. I think he went to them and said, hey, don't look at the messenger. <laughs> I beg you this morning, don't look at the messenger this morning. <laughs> because there's some leprosy. There's some things, there's some, there's some things that have some folks bound this morning. Oh, Jesus, be easy to say, who's that guy? I understand why Jesus laid that upon my heart this morning. I believe it grieved Jesus. See, he so desperately wanted to impact those that he was the closest to that he loved the most.
but it was Jesus when he walked away, went into these other cities, they accepted him, received his message, received it. What a different message. It was the same message. But there were souls that just reached out and touched him because there's hope in him. There's hope in his words. I have hope in Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the, he's the God called one. Those that found Jesus as their deliverer found their deliverance. Those that found their neighbor and their friend and the son of the carpenter just went home unchanged. God called Moses through a burning bush at his darkest hour when he least expected through a fire that was not consuming that bush Hebrews 12 29 says for our God is a consuming fire God wants to consume some things this morning and use you. He wants you to bring down all of those things this morning. Lay down all the excuses. Moses said, I can't speak well. I don't know how to, I just, who am I? I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. And Who am I? This morning, God's calling you. wants to tell you who you are. He wants to tell you who you are in Him today. You're a deliverer. You're a savior for somebody. You're a miracle worker for somebody. You're the answer to somebody's prayer. You're, you're, the, you're that one from new life that invited me. You're that one that prayed for me. You're that one. You're my aunt. You are my salvation. Sister Reba, you're my salvation because I was just riding a bus one day. You invited me to church, and now look, my my kids are coming, and my family. We owe it all to Sister Reba. Oh, who's going to be the next Moses? Who's going to be the next Moses in this city? It's not about numbers; it's about souls that are bound, souls that need saving. Young person, who are you going to be a Moses to? The altar's open. I'm through. I I want you to come today. If you can find a place to pray, let's seek God this morning. Sister Becca, please, let's find God today. Let's find a place where we can say, God, here I am. Who am I, Lord? Whatever you want me to be, that's who I am. Let's pray, everybody.